0: Hi, everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That?, a podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. I'm so happy that you're tuning in to this special conversation with my friend, Katherine Cotton, of Marry Me in Spring. Before we dive into her episode and this great conversation that I've been so eager to get to your ears, I wanted to share a few updates around HSDT. It's so fun to connect with you all and share the behind the scenes of what's happening, And boy, a lot is happening. I hope you guys have noticed, or if you haven't, we have a mini series going out Fridays in February, as well as in March. We are recapping the Southern Sea, which is a conference I went to earlier in February for entrepreneurs and other attendees and friends of mine have been joining me to join in on the fun of recapping and sharing the lessons learned. Really, I think if you are a entrepreneur or if you are are someone who enjoys conversations around business and the details of what it entails to run one. You are going to love these bonus episodes. My friend Jessica Petticord joined me last week. This week we have my friend Eliza from Paper Eliza. Blair Rogers is joining me. The list goes on and on. And I even did a solo episode recounting the lessons and the commitments as to what I'm going to step into into the new year to ensure that HSDT can be a business. It's really fun and really exciting. So I hope you all are tuning in and enjoying those. Something else that happened really, really fun, really exciting yesterday was I was able to record my first live conversation with my friend Olivia Mangrum, who is joining me on an upcoming episode to sit across from my guest and to see them face to face in Santa Monica. It was such a treat. I'm hopeful to be able to record in that way uh, moving forward. Really, really fun stuff. Lastly, you guys, this is a friendly reminder, if you are interested in sponsoring an episode of the podcast, you can go to thatpodcast.com And as always, we welcome a five-star review on Apple. You can also leave one on Spotify. And I have to say, you need to go and check out our most recent review on Apple. It's basically the biggest compliment anyone could ever give me. Uh, and she mentions Matthew McConaughey. Just a little hint there. <laughs> Go check it out. Here is Catherine Cotton on How'd She Do That. Today's guest, Catherine Cotton, is the creator of Marry Me in Spring. From live wedding paintings, custom illustrations, to prints in her shop, Catherine has illustrated pieces of art that are personal, meaningful, and beautiful for the people you love most and the moments you never want to forget. After falling in love with fashion illustration class at Baylor University, Catherine began to dabble in watercolor and hasn't stopped painting since. When Catherine looks back on photographs and pictures from the past, she vividly recalls the feeling she felt in those moments and the memories that were being made. Catherine's hope is that her artwork reminds clients of the beauty they've experienced in their own lives and that they can look back with joy and ahead with hope. When Catherine isn't painting a client's new home, shipping out custom orders, or sketching a custom drawing of your pup, she is likely enjoying a walk, perhaps antique shopping, or spending time with family and friends. Catherine, welcome to How'd She Do That?
1: Thank you, Emily. That was so sweet. So kind. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Oh, well, I am so excited that you're here. We were doing quite a bit of chatting uh, before we started recording. And listeners, this is really fun because Catherine is a real life friend of mine via our time at Baylor. But then more recently, we were bridesmaids in one of my sister-in-law's weddings together.
1: Yes, it's so fun. That was so fun. And yeah, it's just fun to think back on all the memories we have. And it's so uh, cool to see all that, how'd she do that has grown. And it's been really uh,
0: awesome. fun. Uh, well, thank you. It is. It's really fun. And it's even more fun for me to kind of take, back, uh, take a moment and step back and think back of connecting with you at Baylor and seeing all that you've done. And I I'm eager to get started. Of course, I mentioned in your intro, and also we've chatted about the Baylor connection. But I like to kind of go back to the beginning and hear from my guests a little bit more about you. So perhaps you tell us, maybe how did you end up at Baylor, and and what did you major in?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I started. I went to Baylor in 2010, and um, I knew like in high school that I wanted to do something in fashion. I would watch, um, if you remember the show, What Not to Wear, I would watch that all the time. And I thought I wanted to do like fashion styling or designing or something like that. And I loved art in um, that whole world, even in high school. And so I decided to go to Baylor and I studied fashion design. And um, I thought, I would do something like move to New York or, um, go and become a designer or a stylist in some area. And so, um, I studied that for four years and learned how to make a whole, um, collection of clothing and did a fashion show senior year oh and, my gosh. um, it was super fun and I, uh, I really loved it. I loved the hands on project side of things and being able to just design things from scratch. And um, yeah, we did this big collection at the end of college, and it was just a really cool experience. Um, uh-huh. I learned a lot. So that oh. was really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, remind me, where are you from? Where did you go to high school?
1: So I grew up in the Houston area, but I grew up in the woodlands, um, oh. a town outside of Houston. And okay. um, I. Yeah, I lived there for 15 or yeah, 15 years and then I moved and then I went to Waco to go to Baylor.
0: So Okay. Oh my gosh, and that that passion, I always laugh when I say this, but that passion for fashion was mm-hmm. there when when you went to Baylor, but yes. tell us this because at at some point you're you're starting to sketch. You're you're in a fashion mm-hmm. illustration class. Tell us what what that kind of looked like, and and what kind of drew you to that that act, and and kind of drawing those things out.
1: Yeah, so it's cool to think back because I growing up, I loved drawing, and I loved um, I would just sit in class and draw, or I would take art classes or just always doodling. And so when I went to college, I took some art classes at Baylor. And then we had, um, we were required to take a fashion illustration class. And um, that ended up being like my favorite class of all of college, because it (laughs) was kind of combined my love for fashion and clothes, and then also my love for art and drawing. And I just remember being like, this is... So like it just came really easy to me. It was just really fun, and it just didn't feel like work at all. And our homework assignments were, (laughs) um, you know, just go home and look through a a magazine and sketch, you know, certain clothing items from those those things. Learning how to use like we use certain markers for for illustrating, and it was just really fun. And that's when I just um, I just vividly remember. one day, one of my homework assignments was to find a wedding dress in a magazine, and um, and sketch it and make uh-huh. a fashion sketch of it. And I just remember sitting in my college house and just thinking, "This is the funnest thing I've ever done. Like, this is <laughs> not homework. This is like, this just brings me so much joy." And I I remember thinking, "It's kind of crazy. Why this? Why does this make me so happy?" But it was just so fun, and so mm. that's when I just realized. How much I loved combining art and fashion together.
0: Oh, that's so cool. It's, it's rare. I think that you can look back for many of my guests, they kind of find their passion after college and they might laugh at their major, but for you, Mm -hmm. it was really a perfect stepping stone. Are you thinking at that point as you're sketching, are you thinking about art being a part of your life post-grad or did you think it would always just be a hobby?
1: I had hoped it would be um, a career or I could use my art in some ways after college, Um, especially if I went into fashion somehow. I hoped that I would use that creative side. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I didn't really know how it would all play out or what it would look like. And I definitely thought I was going to go more into fashion than into art. Um, I also always remember thinking that I – I kind of was like, I don't feel like art has much of a purpose, like it's just for fun. And Mm. I never really um, saw how I could ever use it as a job. And even fashion illustration class, um, I remember thinking, because my professor had even said, like, you can't really get hired to be a fashion illustrator. And I remember being sad about that, because I was like, oh, that would be the dream job. And so- (laughs) Um, but I kind of just thought, you know, that's not realistic. And so I'm going to have to, you know, go and work for, you know, a fashion brand or do something completely different because I can't use my art. F- in the way I'd want to for a career. So,
0: wow. Oh,
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And for those of you who are listening and you are familiar with Mary Me and Spring and all that Catherine does, there's a fun twist already right off the bat. It's <laughs> like, well, actually, I think you did. And I think you have. Uh, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Did you? So, you graduated in 2014. And what did that post grad role look like? What, what did you step into?
1: Yeah. So I um, graduated 2014 in August because um, they, for the program, you do an internship um, in the summer and then you come back and you graduate um, oh. in the summer. And so I went, my family, my parents had moved to Austin. And so I found an internship in Austin with a company called Raven and Lily. Oh. Um, and they do a lot of fair trade and um, they'll do, they have women in other countries design jewelry and purses and a lot of clothing and different things. And, um, and then they sell them in America. And so I found out about this brand and went and did an internship with them for a summer and then ended up staying in Austin after that. Um, to, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I was pretty like lost and unsure. (laughs) I'd gotten a little, um, burned out from just all of the fashion design and sewing and projects. And I was just felt kind of stuck. And I didn't know if I wanted, I didn't really feel that desire to move to New York or be Mm. um, super competitive in that world. And so I just was in a place where I was praying and trying to figure out what was next. And so I moved home and lived with my parents for a year and that summer, so the end of that summer, after the internship, I was um, I was actually in the car with one of my best friends and my mom, and we were just talking about, I don't even remember what you're we talking about, but just kind <laughs> of ideas for what I would do with my life. And I had always, in my heart, kind of hoped that I would start my own business one day, uh-huh. um, but never knew like what that would be or what it could look like. And I was... Um, talking with my friend in the car and she had she mentioned how she was looking for a fashion sketch of a of her sister's wedding dress to give to her as a wedding gift
0: oh, she, wow. said
1: that she was like I just was looking all over trying to find a sketch of it online and I can't find one anywhere and right when she said that, it was just like a light bulb went off and I was like, well, I'll do it. I love doing that. Like that's like my favorite thing to do. And so once I said that we started talking about how maybe other people would want that as a gift and maybe could be a sweet like way, um, to remember your dress, to display it in your home and, um, and even give to the mother of the bride or, um, someone in the family as a gift. And so we started brainstorming that. And so right after college, I, I kind of got that idea and decided to just start like playing around with what that could look like. Um, and I just, my family's very entrepreneurial. And so it was pretty like natural for me to just think about like making a website and dreaming about what it could be. And, um, I, So yeah, so that fall, I started a website and just basically created my business, um, but never just had no idea what it was going to look like or what it was going to be. But it was definitely still very part time. And um, at the same time I was doing that, I ended up working for um, a church part time. Or not part time, full time for that and part time with my business um, oh. on the side. And so I did, I worked for a church in Austin for a year um, and then kind of just kept doing my business while I was doing my job, just like on the side. Yeah. Um, and, but really since co- right after college, I've, I really started it right away. So it, oh. but it's just been over time that it's grown and changed. So.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, this is so fun for me because I I remember even post-grad, because I think I'm a year ahead of you. I remember post-grad seeing you doing this. I remember seeing your Instagram. I remember seeing the the artwork. And to me, you were really one of the first to go that detailed. I love that it was the dresses, that that was Mm -hmm. the beginning, right? I mean, you were doing, and for those of you who don't know, and Catherine, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were actually sketching. Just the beautiful dress, right? Like, not even the person yet in it.
1: Yes. It was, I kind of, I would draw like a simple, I would draw a person, but it was more like focused on the dress. And yes. so that was like the highlight. Yes. So it was more because in college we learned like how to, how to do a fashion sketch. You would draw the person, but that was kind of um, second uh, importance yes. to the dress. So yes, I it really did start out that way, and it was you highlighted the dress and the beauty of that. So that's how oh. it began.
0: Oh my gosh! And is the first website called "Marry Me in Spring"?
1: Yes, it actually is. So I, oh. um, I I started brainstorming on names, and I want I knew I wanted it to be a phrase that was like made you smile, or was just kind of like a happy phrase, and um. I remember just kind of like Googling phrases and looking at blog post titles and on like wedding websites and um I came across Marry Me in Spring. Um and I was just a it was a title to a blog post and I remember thinking, Oh, that is so cute and so happy and um it also made me think of one of my favorite musicals is Um, seven brides for seven brothers. And it's, it's just one of my favorite movies. And they, there's a song about getting married in the spring. And I was, I just was like, this is so fun and happy. And I feel like it's what I was going for. And I'd asked I kinda like brainstormed with my family and asked people what they thought and then just decided to go for it and then it hasn't changed since. So it's how it began.
0: Well, and I mean, that's such a clever name for you to have been able to snag that URL. I mean, I'm I'm really going to like the entrepreneurial yeah. brain, but that's uh-huh. huge
1: thanks, yeah, that's true. I know it was kind of it was just all came together, which it's is to- great.
0: yes, it's totally serendipitous. That's how I felt when how'd she do that wasn't taken. I was like, what the heck mm-hmm. like yeah, Marilyn Spring different. is it's so perfect for you. So I love, I love hearing the details behind all of these different steps. And and I'm eager to hear because those of you who are listening again, you guys know what Catherine does now. She's not just doing wedding dresses. You have really expanded. So tell us a little bit about what it looked like to continue to grow. What did growth look like for you in that? early stage was was it word of mouth were people coming to you with ideas outside of bridal what what did those conversations look like those kind of early memories
1: yeah um so i one of the first things i did is i created my website and um looking back i'm just i see my business was just carried by god and my friends and family oh. um i <laughs> Um I was I made my website but I was so nervous to post about it and share about it and I was just didn't want to put it out there and didn't feel like it was ready yet and I remember one night I was talking to my college old college roommate on the phone and telling her how nervous I was and To post about it and share about it. And the next morning I wake up and my friend had posted my website on her Facebook page. Oh my gosh. I remember being like, oh my gosh, I'm so like I was like kind of upset because I was like, it's not done yet, it's not finished. And um and then I started seeing people's comments and people were being so encouraging and sweet and kind and just saying how like how great it was and um, now I thank my friend for doing that because I'm like, that really was the push I needed to to actually start because it helped me like get or just see that people thought it was a good idea. And so I after that, I started to brainstorm like how to get my name out there. And a lot of my friends were just sharing it on social media and, um, and just word of mouth. And so that helped a lot. And then I ended up – me and my parents actually – I was living in Austin and we decided to drive to Dallas and go to some bridal stores in Dallas, just literally go door to door. And I um, would just, I brought all my wedding painting examples and I would stop at like I'd researched all these bridal stores in Dallas and I stopped and went to all of them and would just walk in and introduce myself and tell them about my paintings. And I would ask them if they would display it in their store or like promote it or sell my custom wedding paintings um, in their store. And so that was kind of the first step I took um, to advertise and to get my name into other places. Um, But that was a huge um encouragement to me because of people's responses. And then I ended up um they I went to Neiman Marcus in Dallas and they have um a wedding store in there Neiman Marcus in, in Dallas and downtown. And it's real. it's one of the ol- I think it is the only bridal store um only Neiman Marcus bridal store in the country. And so wow. I went in there and showed them my work and they ended up displaying two of my paintings in their dressing rooms. And I was like, so like excited about it and amazed that that was happening. And so after that, um, that kind of encouraged me just to keep going and to keep, um, like sharing my work and sharing on Instagram. I shared, just started sharing on Instagram and Facebook and, and then I did some different like shows and pop up shops and stuff like that. And so it was just kind of a slow progression, and um, and really just grew by by word of mouth and then going store to store. So
0: oh my gosh, I did not know the the fun element of you dropping into those bridal stores.
1: Yes, that was that, crazy. I was so nervous, but it, it was well, really, it was good for me. It helped me uh, grow in confidence. That's for well,
0: sure. For the girl who didn't want her friends to post the website,
1: to be going
0: into these bridal stores and showing your pieces. Now, were those like cold, I mean, kind of cold drop-ins or did you give them a heads up or were you like, hello, hi, and just introduction? Mm-hmm. What, what did that look like?
1: It was kind of a combination. So some I had emailed and asked if I could stop by, and and then some I'd emailed and never heard back, so I just stopped right. by anyway. So it was kind of a combination, but I did try to email and, like, connect with them before I just dropped in. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just so smart. Even thinking, I mean, and this really, for those of you who are listening, you're thinking of the business side of things. And if you're thinking of a product that you might have, I mean, you literally just found the home of all of your potential future clients. I just think that is so cool to think about you doing that and to think about you stepping into that. Now, tell us this, because I'm, I'm really interested in, in when the pieces begin to, to step into other entities, because I know you've done so much now. You yeah. pretty much get into the realm of, of painting these beautiful uh, bridal kind of themed photos. What did it look like for you to step into? Because I know now you do new homes, mm-hmm. you do animals. I mean, you do mm-hmm. maps. I mean, how did, what was maybe the next step after bridal? Maybe I should put it that way.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I, that fall, I, um, I don't remember exactly how I thought of it, but I think I thought about how I wanted to maybe paint families or paint other like seasons in people's lives. And um, one of my good, my brother's um, good friend, him and his wife were having a baby and we were going to go to their baby shower. And I decided to paint him and his wife in a baby carriage and give it to her as, as a baby shower gift. And I was really, I was kind of like, I don't know if she'll like this, but I'm just going to do it and (laughs) see what happens. And so I painted it and um, we went, me and my mom went to the baby shower and she, I'll just never forget this moment, but she opened up the the painting and just instantly started crying and oh. was just overwhelmed by it. And I remember just thinking, wow, like, you know, I could do so much more and paint so many more things that could really impact people and be like a really sweet gift. And so wow. after that moment, I started thinking about painting families and, um, and pets and homes and just kind of, it just started to grow after that. And I started to Get requests for new things and um and really just started to think about how I could capture memories for people and mm. um, that and I think, yeah, over the next few years after that, I just really started to think and pray about like what's the purpose of what I'm doing, like what's the heart mm. behind what I'm doing, and that's when I began to think about like. I'm not just, you know, painting brides in their wedding dresses. I'm I'm painting something to help them remember that moment of them in their wedding dress or that mm-hmm. wedding day or that time that they had a baby or the time they moved into their first home and um I when I had lived in Austin for like a year, I um I just remember there was a time I had just moved there. I didn't have a lot of friends. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to have the same friends that I had in college. And Mm. um, a year in, I was in my backyard and we were doing like a worship night with a bunch of friends. And I just remember seeing that moment and thinking, wow, like God has just provided. And I have so many friends. And I ended up painting that scene in my backyard from my memory of that moment. And after that, after i would I painted that moment in the backyard um and then I hung it up in my room and every time I'd look at that painting, I would think it would bring me back to that moment and it would help me remember like, oh, like I'm you know God provided for me then, and I am gonna you know it just helped me remember that I didn't have to worry about the future and wow. um and so that is really how like. I started to kind of form my purpose and heart behind my business, and and how I wanted to paint things for people to help them remember the faithfulness of God, or faithfulness of um, you know what has happened in their past, and mm-hmm. help them trust that it's you know it's going to be okay, and it's going to um, you know every just to be honestly just to grow thankfulness in your heart and remember what has happened and all that you have to be thankful for, and so. Um, So, yeah, after that, um, I started painting, you know, maps of people's love stories and um, homes and memories. And and so it really has grown and changed in a lot of ways.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, so eloquently said. I'm over here trying not to get emotional thinking of all the things you could paint for me. <laughs> Think, oh, oh, "Oh, I would love that. Oh, this." Oh my have. Yeah, yeah e- exactly. Well, if you put my dog into the mix, it's like, "Oh my oh, yeah. gosh. I mean, people are crazy. But I, I everything you just said. I don't want to I don't want to pass over it because I think it's really special and I think it's already, you know, we're already kind of paving out the theme and I love where these conversations go. The theme of of this episode is already touching straight to my heart and I know listener it is for you as well. But it has me really thinking because even before you said the word, I, I was thinking about what you were sharing and the word before you even said it that kept coming to my mind was purpose. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're able to share the purpose behind all that you did. Because I'm guessing that in the beginning, you it wasn't quite clear. I mean, it, it's, it sounds like it's been a path and a journey to to figure that out. But for mm-hmm. us to now be on this side of it and to hear the purpose behind Marry Me in Spring, which by the way, so amazing that that, that name that you came up with, it kind of goes into every next season of life. It really covers all that you do, which is just also really cool. So I love, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing it so eloquently. There's so many moments I just say, pause and rewind you guys. and, And just a quick encouragement, you know, as Catherine sharing the purpose behind her business, which she found out as she took the steps forward with it, right? What's yours? What's mine? What? Why do I do HSDT? I, I want to think about that a little bit more today. And you guys think of what it is you're stepping into. Maybe we can find a purpose as strong as Catherine's. Uh, hopefully we all can, but I'm just so impressed that 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 was kind of your takeaway as you're painting and as you're, you're thinking of these things. Uh, within that theme, I'd love to know, is there a real um, wow moment that perhaps someone, like you said, was was gifted a piece or or maybe um, a, a suggestion that someone had for you to paint that that really hit home for you or, or you felt really um, just connected to to the story behind it?
1: Mm, That's a great question. Um, I feel like there's been so many and thank you for what you said. I think that encourages me a lot. Um, but (laughs) I, um, yeah, I honestly, I think I'm just constantly surprised, um, and encouraged by clients that I paint for. And, um, I think overall, just, I think of all the paintings I've done for people who have lost loved ones or, um, and honestly that's probably the biggest one is once um well people will email me and I'm either painting something for um like a family who's lost a loved one and wants to remember like a season that they were all together or a wow. miscarriage or yeah. um or just I just painted um like a a cabin where their whole, f- like the their grandfather just passed away and it's wow. the cabin they would go to every year. And so they, she painted it for her mom and wow. just things like that. I'm like, wow, like it always kind of um, brings me back to reality and, real- <laughs> and kind of re- helps me realize and get perspective. Like, oh, I'm painting something that is like really um, impactful to these people and something that will hopefully just help them love and remember those people in their lives. So I think I just, a lot of times I'll get emails of people telling me how, you know, it went when they opened the painting or things like that and how they all, you know, cried or, you know, it just mm-hmm. brought back memories. And um, and I think that always makes me stop and think, wow, I am so grateful and humbled <laughs> that I get to do this. It's just pretty crazy. So.
0: Well, and I'll add in too, I'm doing something pretty important, pretty impactful. I mean, yeah. that's really amazing, Catherine, and it's fun to hear the the details and the inside scoop on on all that that you've done and all that you'll continue to do. Well, I'm really curious because we, we've talked about how you got started. We've talked about the, the different subjects that you now take on, and we kind of went through quite a few years just then to add in all the different things that you're doing now, but tell us this. And you can even, cause I'm not even sure I know the answer at some point you go full time. Is that
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So I, yeah, I started it in 20, um, I guess it was, yeah, 2014. I started it and then I did it part-time, um, through 2016. And then, um, I had done my. I'd worked for a year at that church, and then I did a part time job with um, Stitch Fix, which was fun. It was like oh, cute at the store that. Yeah, so I got to try out the styling a little bit with that, and then I decided, okay, I think I have enough business and enough interest to try doing this full time. Um, but I was definitely nervous, and um, I remember talking with some friends and was just they just encouraged me to try it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try doing this full time. So I started like August, 2016. And um, I just kind of took the plunge and decided, you know, if I can't, you know, make ends meet and I can't do this, then I'm going to, you know, get another job. So I might as well just try so that I actually have um, a lot of like I, so I'd have enough time to actually pour into it and see if I could make it a full-time job. Um, I'd have to quit my other job. So I started doing it full-time then. And, um, so yeah, that was in August and it's cool to see how it all kind of grew after that because I, which this is another wow moment, but I, Um, that fall, I remember I was sitting at a coffee shop and I was working on emails and I was really discouraged. I felt like it wasn't, my business wasn't growing the way I wanted it to. I wasn't really sure what direction it was going to go in. Mm. And um, I opened up my email and I'd gotten this email from Magnolia in Waco and Mm. um, they had... Sent me an email and asked me to be one of the first vendors for their annual celebration event in October. And I just remember being so shocked and amazed and excited, <laughs> I was like, this is literally my dream idea. Like this would be exactly what I'd want to do. I, but I couldn't have even thought of it. Cause this was the first time they'd ever done this with vendors. And so wow. I was just amazed and I called my family and friends and was just like, so excited. And so that really launched my business to be, um, what it is now. Um, and I just honestly would not be where I am without being a part of the Magnolia events. And so I went and did that, and in, um, in October and set up my booth and figured out how to have a booth and how to have <laughs> products. And I it was just such a learning experience, and I had no idea what I was doing, but was just figuring out as I went. And um, that was just the beginning of. I did like maybe like four or five more events with them, and wow. um, each time um, they would Chip and Joanna were just great at like promoting all of the vendors and the businesses, and Magnolia as a brand just really cared about us, and so they would come by and they would promote us and share our um, wow. our booths and our you know businesses on Instagram and that honestly was like what really helped me because i would grow in followers and a lot of people started to find me on instagram and um and so now i have a following of people across the country that i wouldn't have ever <laughs> been able to know or, or reach and um and so now i get emails and orders from people i've never met and people oh. from other countries sometimes and it's just been amazing to see how it's grown through that and um and that was honestly just like it really did just change the direction of my business and and it was like such a gift so
0: oh my Gosh, well, I knew, I knew that element as well. But again, it's so fun to hear from from your memory and from your thoughts as to what was kind of happening with the timeline and everything. It's so fun to think too. And and for those of you, I'm going to give you a chance to to connect with Catherine, but you really should just go ahead and see what we're talking about. Marry me in Spring. See what we're talking about because starting from the bridal element and then going into all that you do now, when you were at these events- Are you doing, were you taking custom orders there? Or at that point, had you done tons of different prints to have on hand?
1: That's a great question. Yeah, I, um, the first event, I had no product because I didn't, Uh, so I didn't, I didn't have anything, but yes. So I was taking custom orders at that point and I had just displayed my wedding paintings and family paintings, um, and had, just a bunch of examples in my booth and people would come by and I would take orders and, um, and just share more about what I did. And, um, and I guess, yeah, I think it was either that event or the next, I think it was the next event I ended up painting. A, I knew I needed to have some type of product to sell because, um, it was just like, that's what everyone else was doing. And so I, I <laughs> I was like, I got to figure out what I could paint and make prints of that I could sell, and so I decided I decided to paint a city map print of Waco, and uh, um, and I included magnolia in the print, and um, and so after that, I began to brainstorm about painting more city map prints, and um, and then I think my mom had given me the idea to paint dogs, uh, like uh, prints of dogs and so i created like i think i painted like five or six dog prints um of mm-hmm. different like the most popular dogs and so really magnolia also helped me create product um yeah. because i wouldn't have had that beforehand so i started yeah selling prints and um and then that grew into calendars and note cards and tea towels and just each uh. event i would brainstorm new ideas and went into wrapping paper and some other things. So it really was like going to those events that helped me uh, create more product to sell.
0: Well, and this is really fun because the, the way that your story pans out, but also the way in which you're sharing it, for those of you who are listening, I feel like this is such a great reminder of starting somewhere and then really figuring it out step by step. Mm -hmm. Because if you had start, it would have been overwhelming for you at the beginning to think of all you do now. You would have Mm -hmm. likely been like, What? I don't know how to do any of that. But for you to take on each project, to take on the custom elements, but then to go into the prints, and again, to do all that you do now, it's just, it's such a fun, this is such a great story of growth, but even the steps that it took. It's just all, it's so clear to me. I I love how you've been able to share the different steps you were taking along the way. I mean, it's really, really, really fun to think about. Um, But on the flip side of this, I, I would be really curious because. You you're a one are you still a one woman show or you have people working with you?
1: Well, actually this year is the first year I've hired people. But yes, wow. for the last like, uh I guess 6 years um I oh my gosh. by myself. So, I did just hire an intern and then like a part-time assistant. So, oh
0: my Gosh! See, even that—it's like what you were doing this, that a whole time on your own, one-woman show. <laughs> Luckily, you have a team coming alongside you. But, but I do want to know—is uh, there a memory, or could you recall kind of an instant where you would maybe say that failure helped shape your career?
1: Yes, so many, so many learning opportunities <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I think. I mean, so many things. I think like what you said, it has just been such a process and I've learned as I've gone and um, I can tend in some areas to be a perfectionist and try to do it all perfectly. And I think with my business, I've just realized that I just have to begin and I have to start and it's trial and error. And yeah. um, I I think one of the biggest like failures um, was just honestly um, – Painting custom paintings is a is a easy way, a easy wow. place to fail because, um, and so so many times I would paint something and then right at the end I would like mess it up or I'd splatter some paint or I'd wow. spell something wrong or something like that and, um, at the beginning I would just get so upset and, and just get stressed and. You know, just yeah. frustrated with myself, and I think as time has gone on, I've just realized like failure is a part of the process, and um, and honestly, when I've redone the paintings, um, they usually come out better, or or I've figured out how to do something differently, and um, and I think it just has taught me that it's a process, and that. Once I slow down and enjoy the process, and I'm not just trying to finish the painting, like I'm just enjoying it and trying to paint it with excellence, um, then it usually turns out even more beautiful than the first version. And so I think that was a big thing. I just had to give myself permission to start over and do it again, and um, and know that it's okay if this first try is not perfect, and I have to keep trying again. So that was probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned um, with just giving myself enough time um, to paint each piece and know that I'll probably have to start over (laughs) and do something differently.
0: Oh my gosh. Catherine, I don't know if I've ever had an answer that has been so crazy to me because usually when I ask this question, it's like, Oh, can you remember failure? They're like, Oh, shipping, oh, this, oh, that. But never have I thought of if I was actually painting a <laughs> custom thing for someone else that they love. So, you guys, let's just backtrack a second. We were talking about the beauty and the amazement of Catherine, you know, making these things for people, but holy cow. Yeah. That would be challenging, That that would be okay. Wow. that That's kind of blowing my mind right now. I don't, I don't know why it's hitting me so hard, but just to think of, of you actually like literally with your hands creating this thing. Um, mm-hmm. wow. That's, yeah, it's, wow,
1: that, that's it's intimidating. I think everyone always says, or artists can say like blank canvases are the most intimidating and it's really true. Every time I wow. put down, my blank piece of paper—it's so intimidating to start and and just and just to go. But once you start, it gets better. But yes, it is. There's no undo button. It's like if you mess wow. up, you just start over. So it is. Wow. It's a whole different thing and different world.
0: A blank. Say that again. A blank canvas is the most intimidating thing. Is that what you said?
1: Yes. It's yes. Wow. A blank canvas Is just the most intimidating um, place to or it's just really intimidating when you look at it cuz you're like I don't know where to begin I don't know where what this is going to look like I don't know if it'll turn out beautiful in the end it could end up being a waste of time and um and so it is it's just very intimidating to be to look at a blank canvas
0: Oh my gosh but you know what that that's my takeaway from this call it's like you guys, put that sentence to life. Oh my gosh, I have chills. Perfect. Think about life. Think about, you know, what, what, it, I mean, there's so many different seasons that, that are like a Blake canvas. You don't know what it's going to look like, whether, whether it's marry me in spring, whether it's, am I going to find my person? Um, it, maybe it's stepping into the season of motherhood or, or maybe it's a move to a new city. Like we've talked about all of Catherine's different pieces of art, but, but in your own life, what is it? Yeah. What is it that's intimidating? But maybe, you need to take that first stroke, right? Oh, I could, I could really get cheesy here, but I'll stop because I think that's really cool. I I love that, that that's kind of where you've taken us. Oh my gosh. Well, wow, Catherine, I got to stop myself because I could really keep going, but this has just been too much fun. And, and to think of all that you've done and to have you share your story with me today has has been amazing. I, I do want to ask though, because people are going to be eager to know, um, you always have something fun coming up. Uh, what's coming up for you? What's next for you?
1: I am always dreaming up new things and trying to figure out new ideas. Okay. Um, and I think I think one exciting thing is I um I've been encouraged to do this for a while but I finally um decided to have a board of advisors and so wow. I'm because I think one hard thing about having a business by myself is just getting, you know, um isolated in what I do and and not I can, you know, brainstorm with friends and family but I think I realized like I really need um a group of people to help keep me accountable, to help me plan and help me to stay on track. And so that is a big, um, thing I'm beginning and just monthly going to meet with them. And so they are going to help me with new ideas I have and, um, just been brainstorming a lot about, um, maybe some rebranding ideas, Mm. um, and just, kind of like maybe trying some new areas like original paintings and um, or bringing in other elements that I really love with like home or decorating or fashion um, wow. so there's lots of lots of brainstorming happening so you all can all stay tuned it's all oh. it's all in the works right now but oh. lots of things.
0: Oh, amazing. Well, we will. We will stay tuned because we know there's always something fun in your area and something fun you're coming up with. I'd love to know though, is there anything we didn't cover today that you'd like to? I
1: feel like we covered everything. (laughs) I I feel like I could keep talking to you for
0: hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, me too. There's lots of things. I feel like, yeah, it's just been Really cool, and yeah, everything you've said is exactly is some of the notes I wrote down. So you have already oh. talked about the things I wanted to. So
0: oh well, I'm so glad. I I really it's always fun when I'm able to connect with women that I already know and and get to unpack a little bit mm-hmm. more of your story. But perhaps you know someone
1: who who do you know that should maybe come on and share their story. Yes. I love this question. I have so many friends that are creative and have created really amazing things. But, um, two people that I thought of were actually two vendors at Magnolia that I got to be good friends with. And one is Tabitha Schmidt. Um, and she has a watercolor business called Fox Hollow Studios or studio. Um, and she just has the most amazing story. She has this beautiful family and um, just a really cool story with their family, but then she creates beautiful watercolor paintings um, and then has also become an illustrator and an author for a children's book collection, and I just love her. She's amazing, so she would be amazing to have on your show. And then my other person was Val Werner. She is Um, the creator of Valmarie Paper. And she is also super gifted and talented. And she um, has a line of prayer journals and then just like books and other journals that she's created. And I've used them for years and they've really impacted me. So both of those people would be awesome.
0: Ah, oh, amazing. Well, thank you for those awesome recommendations. You all will have to stay tuned for a potential episode with Tabitha and Val. Oh my goodness. Well, Catherine, I know many of the people listening are already familiar with you. Maybe you guys have been looking and maybe you've purchased a little something from Mary Me in Spring as you've been listening, but you tell us where is the best place for listeners to connect with you?
1: Yes. So y'all can connect with me uh, on Instagram and it's just at Mary Me Spring. And then my website is marymeanspring.com And then um, you can find me on Facebook too at Mary Spring. Easy way to find you. Well, <laughs>
0: Catherine, thank you again for your time today. This has been so much fun and I hope to see you soon.
1: Thank you, Emily. It was so fun to be on here and so fun to be
0: Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. I hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.